gentle. Why don't you start calling me from now on, Alex? <laughs> so, and of course, you know, like I'm going to take take the opportunity that no, you take my last name. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So he took my last name. So his uh, his Chinese name is Ye Rou Dao. That's the soft, like gentle dagger. I told my parents, my family, they're like, ah, that's horrible. <laughs> 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 Nobody likes it. So they would say, okay, another round. What else means a lot to you? So, oh, like surfing, like the ocean, so maybe ocean wave. So then he's like, <laughs> your boyfriend just sounds, or your fiance sounds like such a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Gentle well, tagger, ocean wave. <laughs> well, when he calls in, you should tell him that. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're gonna make up some names. Romeo joins. Oh. Like we can make up. Concert. We can make some names. Fish right? concert, yeah. <laughs> 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 Smells weird. Okay. Patchouli uh, <laughs> <Julie> musk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like I. I think he's a hipster, and he refused to think so. Uh, so yeah, yeah I'm glad <laughs> to hear some validation. The defining characteristic. <laughs> never admit that they're hipsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's how you can test them. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So we come up with like ocean wave. So it's yeah, hai tao. So then like yeah, it's not bad, right? Yeah. yeah. So no. So basically, he doesn't have a name anymore. In in China, he's hai tao to everybody. <laughs> what does what does your Chinese name mean? Oh, uh, so the the character is Jing, so it's Ye Jing, and then the specific character is uh, girls who are talented. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that I know Damn. that Alexandra. My name means helper of man, and I don't really like that one. Whoa, I did not know. It's like sweet if you think of it as mankind, but the feminist in me just cannot get behind. Man servant as yeah, my no, name. That sounds fair. So I would take gentle dagger. I don't really know what that means, but that's what. Yeah, maybe I could have that name that your family doesn't like. Wrote <laughs> 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 down. Didn't know that your name meant uh, man servant. Yeah, no, <laughs> she didn't. Don't advertise that. Just don't mention it like on a radio show or anything, because yeah. now the whole world will know. Yeah, thanks for letting me know, because Alexandra is one of my favorite names for, like, girls. And I said, oh, if I have a daughter, I don't plan on having kids. But, like, if, if so, it would be Alexandra. It's a great mm -hmm. name for a make-believe kid, so mm -hmm. go for it. <laughs> I do feel most, most of the kids in the world are born to people who did not plan to have that particular kid. So it's probably good to have a couple of names lined up, <laughs> just, in just in case, you know? <laughs> Well, but the funny thing is, like, the reason why my parents picked that name is they, I was born, they look at me, it's like, oh, she's not going to be beautiful. So oh. <laughs> How can what? they tell that from a baby? <laughs> uh, because the thing is, I don't know. Okay, this is another thing really ridiculous for Chinese parents, right? They or always wish the baby had big eyes, which is funny. Oh. Like, so the Chinese were, like, obsessed with the double-lit eyes. So they do like cosmetic surgery to have that. Uh -huh. And for me, I was born, I was crying for like two days in a row. I have not opened my eyes. So, <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, they were telling me as like a joke. So it's not like they're so mean spirited, but they were like, yeah, she's not a cute baby. But <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she's smart and talented. <laughs> All babies are ugly. When people say they have a cute baby. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're heads are pointy, their eyes are closed, they're all red and blotchy. Babies. Pissing themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Meet the babies. Meet the babies. <laughs> oh, the, the camel. Like, <laughs> 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 
you, you helpless thing. Yikes. Yeah. I do feel like all babies look alike. It's so hard for me to like tell babies apart. I don't understand how nurses do it. I, I don't get that like when you're in the workplace or another kind of gathering, whatever that is, and somebody's had a baby and like, oh, did they send a picture? And I'm always like, just Google new baby. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Terrible stuff. So now I have a question for everyone. Okay, so uh, tell me the first moment when you meet a parent or, you know, when you bring your partner, they meet a parent, what was the first moment you remembered? Or like, what happened? <laughs> Just the first three or four times, Alex's parents are divorced. So the first three or four times I met her mom and her stepdad, I just remember that at the end of every dinner or family gathering, her mom would give me a book on how to make more money. Just different. <laughs> no, that's like two years into our relationship that she felt comfortable, but yeah. Definitely a weird move for her to make. I just remember your dad looking at just not saying anything the whole time, which is really typical of his character. It's still what he does. So. Yeah. And then you're, I just got asked a lot of questions and nobody else talked the whole time, which is fine because I like the attention. So, <laughs> Yeah, they're complete 180s because Alex's family will just like talk at you and then my family will just sit quietly. They're like from the Midwest, from, from Missouri. Some of them, they just st stare at you and just ask you probably 200 questions, just catalog it in their mind. So it's very different experiences. Writing a Tinder profile, but they're in the room. Not to mention, they just really liked my sister's boyfriend, like uh, who's no longer in the picture, but still hangs out with my parents. So wow. <laughs> that's what we're working against. Wow. <laughs> or four. I I liked I liked having Angel there because it really took the pressure off me to talk to them. It's like, all right, Angel, you go out there, talk about flying with them. He still flies with her stepdad, so yeah, it's weird. So why? Oh, yeah. Why your sisters? Like, what's so special about him? Uh, he's a people pleaser. I don't know. He, he like helps a lot. <laughs> not, she not should be Alexandra. He should be called Alexandra. Not to make Andy look bad, but he's just he's an overachiever, and we're all like, okay, you you go be the perfect son they never had, and we'll be over here in our imperfect selves and be fine with it. He's in there doing dishes with your mom, talking about uh, the Bachelor or some shit. Yeah, like being all friendly. Yeah. And I honestly, Andy, my parents like you too. You just, um, <laughs> I hang out with your parents. I think I hang out with your parents more and my mom gets jealous. I have always like, my mom's like, oh, you went to your dad's? Oh, you went to Andy's parents? Well, what about us? And it's always like, I'm trying to please them all and it's hard. Definitely a, definitely a jealousy dynamic going on with <laughs> Alex's family. So that's really pleasant to get involved with, you know? They're fine, right? <laughs> They're overall fine. Like it could be so much worse. The book thing was weird. The book thing was. Yeah, th yeah, they're cool. They're nice. They're nice people. My family just love to drag out the embarrassing stories about me, of mm. which there are many. Mm. Um, now you're gonna ask me to tell you one. I can't remember uh, <laughs> right now off the top of my head sure, because maybe sure. somebody else is talking. <laughs> I might think of one, or maybe not. Uh, and that just, I was thinking, how do you think that makes you look? Like you're meeting my new person for the first time and you're being mean about me. Do you really got to think that 
know, they're going to think you're funny. Like it's, yeah. you know, you show yourself in a bad light. That's not at all how it works. <laughs> they think they're funny and that I was super embarrassing. Like, wow, you were embarrassing as a kid. I can totally <laughs> see that. You're still actually, you're still embarrassing now. It's nice to meet, be with other people who also know how embarrassing you are. <laughs> see, that's why I can do editing. It's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's much, it's much better. And it's, it's um, yeah, I mean, of course, we can talk Dutch and then, you know, the partner wouldn't understand. But, yeah, that would be very rude. But, um Spanish is, you know, my, my partner and I can speak Spanish, but my sister is, is had a study abroad in Madrid, so she's fluent in Spanish. Mm. She went to study Spanish. Yeah, it's really annoying. We don't have a language that we can speak with confidence. <laughs> and, and especially when we're here in the States, like if you want to gossip about someone, on, you know, then we don't have a language because we're Spanish. You're not going to risk that in yeah. the United States. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining and us on the phone. I'm always like, oh. if only you knew Dutch. <laughs> uh, joining us on the phone is Rich. We know that he does not know Chinese. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Hi, how are you? All right. Hey. Oh, we can hear you. Yeah. So uh, you, uh, the, uh, our two guests, Andy uh, and Alexandra, won't be able to hear you because they don't have their headphones, but everyone else can. Woo! Hey, Rich, Great. how you doing? Ni hao, okay, Rich. How are you? Ni hao. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Fluent. Fluent and perfect tone, too. Yeah. Right. So, how long? How long can we have you today? Um, well, I guess as long as you need to. Wow. Oh, good. As long as I'm entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, I think I gave a, a very high level scoop of uh, the situation um, of uh -huh. you coming to. Well, by the way, that was uh, Wuhan, but it was just like a year ago, so like a little safer. Um, <laughs> and then also told them you have your Chinese name is Hai Tao. <laughs> and so I guess yeah, guests in the room, do you have like any questions for Rich? Uh how how much time did you have no idea what anybody was saying when you were in China? Was it uh B Bernice was the only person that you spoke to in English or what was it just all was it weird being immersed in another language and Um Yeah, I mean I would say ninety percent of the time I was not uh, <laughs> understanding what was being talked about, but uh, Bernice did a great job of translating for me. Um, I will say how much just experiencing things with people and having some nonverbal communication, how powerful that is, because uh, we were able to laugh at things and have experiences together without me knowing every word that was that was happening. So you know, it, it's not as challenging as you might think. Bernice did share with us while you were not listening that she edits everything and actually <laughs> her parents don't like you at all. You're misreading <laughs> that body language thing. She just, you know, she fluffs it up a little just to make you feel better. <laughs> Sorry, Bernice, you don't not have said that. <laughs> and it's yeah. a bunch of comedians here, babe, so like. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, well, are you, uh, you're calling in from Seattle. How's Mr. Butters? Uh, he's good. Okay. I'm working from home today because of the coronavirus. Oh. And, uh, um, he's been in my lap all day on all my conference calls. So, cool. Mr. Butters is our cat. Thank you so <laughs> much for clarifying <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had the opportunity to spend time with this fantastic feline. Uh, I love all cats, but he's a great cat. Mm -hmm, he he's a nice buddy. Did he touch your face? Oh yeah, he was <laughs> hanging out all the time, jumping up and like getting all ins. Yeah, he was asking for attention. I was yeah, I was, was all about it. <laughs> yeah, I love Guess cats. Guess what? Cats know the words. 
Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> you can have a cat spit science. in your mouth and you're fine. Make it lick you all over. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what was the scariest? Th was there anything scary about meeting Bernice's parents? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say scary. I would say it was a, uh, it was an intimidating situation because we had been together for a while. I was prepared to propose, so I had a ring in my pocket the whole time. Oh. Um, so the added sort of anxiety of meeting the parents and also being in another country and not speaking the language and all those things. Um, I think going into it, maybe I had a little bit of anxiety, but I think as soon as I met them, I would definitely put it at ease. By the way, I have yeah. no idea that that was going to happen. Um, yeah, so because like, I mean, we talk about getting married in the future. I just feel like that time, there's so much stuff going on. So there's no way he can find time to even think about this. Um, but then the thing is, before we went, um, my parents, I, my mom actually called me. It's like, you know, your grandparents are getting so old. They ask, they ask about you every day. Can you just tell them? Like, they don't even remember things. Just tell them you, you're married already. <laughs> <laughs> just tell them you're married already. And I was very upset. I said, no, but what if I, I will get married later, right? Like, then I cannot even have a wedding and all oh, that yeah. stuff. <laughs> And so I negotiated with my mom. It's like, okay, I'm going to tell grandma that we're engaged. Don't tell anyone else. Um, and then we showed up. Then my mom's like, yeah, they're engaged. Yeah. And everybody's like, congratulations. <laughs> Luckily, that was in Chinese, right? So Rich oh. did. <laughs> yeah, so Rich was just doing the cheers with everybody. And I'm like, oh, I was like very, very annoyed. And I have to complain to Rich. And I guess that time, if he knew what he's going on in his head, probably he's less annoying. But I was pissed off the whole time. But it's kind of a lovely scenario because then, you know, your whole family could be like, cheers. And then he could pull out the ring that he apparently had in his pocket the whole time. <laughs> and reenact the moment oh, yeah, that right. has already happened. <laughs> exactly. So did Rich, did you try and, um, ha I don't know if that's a custom in China or not, to ask for the parents permission or something because that would be no, hard to do without bernice's translation because she would find yeah. out yeah. <laughs> awkward and i was i was less concerned with you know the permission as i was i just wanted to get to know them and meet them first um and i'm glad that it went well <laughs> despite despite what bernice might have said it seems like we got along pretty well I was uh. just kidding. We're comedians. <laughs> <laughs> they love you. They love you. <laughs> they love you. <laughs> yes. As the non-comedian in the room, she didn't say they hated you at all or whatever. You were kind of harsh in your summary. <laughs> she did say you were a hipster, though, Rich. That's right. Yeah, we're uh, all agreed. I, I think that's a mischaracterization. Oh, <laughs> we covered that already, too. <laughs> Are you drinking matcha tea through straw right now, Rich? That's what I want to no. know. Yerba mate. It's yerba mate. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> right. no, I know. I'm guessing. Right. I'm guessing. Okay, how about I throw this one? Like, everybody be the judge, right? Like, so Rich, he created his own fade for his jeans, and he would uh, go to the beach, wear the jeans, swim in it, and then roll around in the sun, rub the sun to exfoliate the jeans, and then create his own fade. I don't know if that's a hipster <laughs> or. Rich crafty. sounds a teeny tiny bit gay. Have <laughs> 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 Mr. Butters in the lab? <laughs> I shouldn't have right. explained that. <laughs> I 
whatever Bernice's parents might have said, this lesbian in the room approves of you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, good. Bernice is lucky. <laughs> Be fluid, yeah, man. It's all stage. good. <laughs> all I can think about is that Chris Isaac video where they're all wearing jeans and rolling around in the, in the, yeah, in the ocean like together. That. Exactly like that. <laughs> Do the jeans look good, Rich? Um, I kind of gave up on those. <laughs> After rolling around on the beach. Classic <laughs> hipster giving up. Yeah. Oh. So, I was living in L.A. at the time, so I could walk to the beach. Wasn't a, I wasn't making a special trip for that. So did you meet Rich's family, Bernice? I did, too. What was that like? Oh, so, yeah, that's that's also funny, too. So, um, <laughs> it's Rich's family um, are from, like, Charleston, South Carolina. Um, so before I went, uh, so because he's in the South, and even though his parents are very nice, um, a few things. Oh, this butters. Did you hear? Oh, butters. Oh, you're meowing. Hey, butters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, uh, Rich's brother also lives in Seattle. So, sometimes they will make fun of each other, uh, impersonating their mom, right? And then the mom will, uh, Valerie, and will say, My boy, so special, so <laughs> handsome. <laughs> So, so that's very different from my mom, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and then so when I met her, it's like that. <laughs> the, the first thing is, oh, my boys, so special, so handsome. She's very, very sweet. Um, and then, like, so they're very nice, too, because when going to South, my, my comedian friends, oh, better to find some material. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find any just because everybody was so nice to me. Um, Southern charm. Southern charm. I was trying to do working on my southern accent. Um, it didn't work that well. <laughs> I just know like, bless your heart. I don't know. I cannot. Bless <laughs> <laughs> your heart. Bless your, your, your heart. Sometimes that's what they say when they're like, Susan, bless your heart. Bless <laughs> <laughs> your heart. Something coming next is not a compliment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then the first thing I arrived at um, Rich's mom's house. Um, like, you know, she's cooking, like, start preparing for Christmas. Um, and then so there's just this uh, assembled of, like, really fancy set of, like, Japanese knife, right? And Ooh. then so there's, like, of course, like, white people gadgets, like, kitchen gadgets. <laughs> 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 and then so then she asked me, do you have a lot of, like, you know, uh, Japanese Chinese knives? And it's like, well, I'm a one knife girl. Um, just, like, I only use one knife for everything. But she misheard as one night girl. Oh. <laughs> so that's like the first conversation I had with her. <laughs> hey, hey, Rich's mom, I'm a whore. <laughs> Good intro. What do you think? <laughs> Andy, is that what your parents thought about me when they met me the first time? Yeah, they definitely called you a whore. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure they, my parents like anybody I bring back. They're not very discerning. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. No, but Alice is so likable. Like yesterday I met her and I immediately liked her and I wanted her to be on the podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. She, Alex is really likable and she makes friends everywhere we go or at least attempts to make friends everywhere we go. <laughs> We just had an awkward, we just came from a sandwich shop where we had an awkward drawn out where Alex was trying to say goodbye to the people who were making our sandwiches and they weren't acknowledging it and she just kind of stood in the doorway with a hand raised. So that's kind of the, she's very likable. <laughs> Thank you. Manners. I don't know if that's a custom here. 
San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. yeah, manners and common courtesy. No, that's dead. There's nobody. <laughs> nobody does that anymore. Everyone's just looking at their phone. I thought that was a West Coast thing, yeah. but maybe it's just the top two states. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, it's okay. We're rude as fuck down here. People, everybody looking at their phones, walking out of places, walking into each other. No one cares. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone's just. Oh, Rich, I want to bring up this uh, special experience you had. Um, so the, the, the very first day, not the first night, right? Because the, the first night we arrived and then so the first day, um, well, uh, Rich ended up in a private Chinese medicine hospital. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, he's fine. Yeah. He's, he has nothing wrong. But uh, do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? Um, we can do it both together. Okay. You know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know exactly why we ended up going to Chinese <laughs> medicine doctor, except that we thought it would be something fun to do, because um, we had gone to see a, a Chinese medicine doctor here in Seattle once who was kind of in the back of a, a dollar store, basically. In Vietnamese um, mar- grocery market. Yeah, grocery market. Um, and I was just curious, I you know, want to see what he would say based on he doesn't do a lot besides kind of check your pulse and put his, his hand on your arm and then diagnoses you and after you tell him some things that are going on with you. So That's always how it works, though. Yeah. That's, that is that is yeah. legit. <laughs> Especially when you go to the hospital for no reason. I don't know what else you expect <laughs> him to do. What are you looking for exactly? I just thought it'd be fun. <laughs> well, so the, the, there is, okay, there's a little bit a reason because I think both of us have some um, – mild digestive um, issues, right? So I there in, in America, it's not worthwhile to go see a doctor. What are they, they going to do? You know, endoscopy? Like, that's mm. not necessary. So, but then for Chinese medicine, sometimes they have this, like, slow adjustment, just like your, uh, what is it, a naturopathic doctor would do. Um, so I figured it would be nice to do that. And we, when we went in Seattle in that Vietnamese market, um, the doctor just didn't, much so i feel like okay let's just see the real deal um because ibs is not bs (laughs) 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 okay okay, now you're in china (laughs) 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 but also like i had a back injury um at the time so like i figured um if we go see there maybe there's like um in in the in the hospital there are people who take take care of the back um, but down on the day, um, the specialist for the your your back is out, and then so it's by appointment only for um, the internal medicine. So my mom actually made appointment, like I mentioned to my mom beforehand, and my mom just on the day of, oh, the specialist only works on Tuesday. You have to go today. So that's how we ended up going that day. Yeah. Yes. And then what happened? So and now we know <laughs> this. This story is going to last. How much? This story is a slow story because we just, we're yes. just in the room. So what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so understanding neither of us are really sick, we get there, and her mom, through her connections, gets us to jump the line in front of all these people who are waiting outside. Who are sick? Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably are sick. And they're not really happy because we're clearly not all that serious. Um, and in China, at least with the the med, you know the natural medicine doctor, there's a lot of people actually in the room when he's examining you. So <clears throat> I sit down ahead of all these people who are like sick and like who is this guy and what's wrong with him, 
Bernice proceeds to tell him all about how I have diarrhea all the time. <laughs> um, so every you, old, all the old lady were laughing, but also angry. Like, so they're, they're just oh, look at this American guy have diarrhea all the time. <laughs> uh, but then also like to paint the picture and what happened is, uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I had a thought. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so <coughs> he diagnoses me, which amounts to a lot of different herbs and roots and things that they then dehydrate into a tea that you have to drink twice a day, and it's the most bitter, horrible-tasting thing you can possibly imagine. And we, for the entire trip and even after we came back, we were drinking that every morning and evening before bed. Um, and I'm not exactly sure if it was. I did not get sick while I was over there, which so is amazing. Like how's your diarrhea? It was extremely effective. No diarrhea in China. That's okay. amazing. No. It worked. And no coronavirus. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just like I can't believe I just it worked. It made no diarrhea in China, and you could be eating. <laughs> but you could be eating anything while you're there. I mean, I'm sure yeah. some things are spicy, and and I I get sick almost every place that I go, not necessarily diarrhea, but. When I travel, I almost always get sick in one way or another. In China, I was flawless. Where are these magic drugs, and why aren't you? Did you can, can you bring them back? Are they banned in the U.S.? What were these magic drugs? I think you can. Like I actually, when the doctor when we left, and then uh, the doctor said, "Okay, just remember the prescription, and then if you want more, your mom can just like order more." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Anyone have a diarrhea problem? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. save your number in my phone as Bernice, the girl with the diarrhea tea connection. Or yeah, another yeah. one. It goes hand in hand with the first one too, because I'm assuming you'll need the diarrhea medication. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> yeah. No, no. I just excuse me. I just have to represent the Dutch government here. Fable does not make you sick. Yeah. No, if yeah. it does anything, it would stop you up. It it's, oh. it's like oh. meat paste. Oh. It's so, like so it's like bechamel with meat in it. Inside. The good news is the one I got because I have the constipation <gasps> problem. So <laughs> you guys <laughs> are a perfect couple. I love that. <laughs> it comes together. So the my medicine, the, the one I got is for the constipation problem. Yeah, um, and the funny thing is, like, we have to be the the, the box all look the same, and then we have to. Definitely separate them because if we took the wrong thing, it would be terrible. <laughs> so you were going all the time in China. Rich wasn't going at all, and you were just going. No? I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, and now I actually remembered because the when when my mom was able to jump the line, like obviously everybody else was very angry. So my mom said, "Oh, this is my son-in-law from America. He's like famous. He's like a little <laughs> movie star there." <laughs> and <laughs> I was gonna ask what things about Rich um, maybe worked well with your family. Were they impressed by? I mean. I think we already heard his feelings, so don't say what things didn't work. But <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't maybe he can use chopsticks well? I feel like you mentioned that. Or oh that my god, everybody was so impressed. Like my entire family, every single person they met, they was, oh, do you want a fork? Do you want a fork? And then, then the moment he pulled out the chopstick, he used it better than anyone in my family. <laughs> 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 right, Rich? Do you remember like how they reacted? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm better than most Chinese people that I've met 
How are you better at chopsticks? I mean, Let's if you get the stuff, if you get the stuff in your mouth, aren't you good at it? I, I'm paint this picture for me. Why is Rich better? That's the thing that I'm not sure oh. about. So that's kind of my elegant. Generally elegant. Oh, oh. back to my <laughs> earlier statement. Very elegant chopstick user. Okay, right. Hipster. Hipster. <laughs> that should be his Chinese name. Elegant chopstick. Elegant chopstick. That's where the gentle dagger comment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gentle dagger, elegant chopstick, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told them about the gentle dagger. Rodell. <laughs> What is what is elegant chopstick in in Chinese? I wonder. Wow, yeah, quite. Actually, that's not bad. But it sounds like a girl's <laughs> name. Oh, it sounds like a girl's name. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you sound a little gay. That could be like. <laughs> I don't know how we went this direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so chopsticks. Uh, and then the reason why we all suck, right, is like your point. Like, as long as we can pick things up, like. Who cares? Right. <laughs> and who cares? And then, like, we're in a rush, too. Because, like, when you're a kid and your mom's like, eat, eat, now, finish. Like, there's no time for us to really learn. <laughs> and our ha <laughs> our hands are really small, too. So it's very uncomfortable to pick those big chopsticks. Uh, so we just all each figure out a way trying to hold, like, a pencil. Um, but I don't hold it the proper way. So there is the proper elegant way. Um, that So when I hold it, um, I will create, like, two big bruises, like, Big dent in my yeah, it really hurts. Um, so that's why actually I don't use chopsticks whenever I get a chance. Uh. That's why you're so thin; it hurts to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't do it anymore. I was way skinnier back then in China because, like, literally, like it takes a lot of work to eat. You have to burn more calories eating than there are. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get so good at chopsticks, Rich? Um, just following the instructions on the wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> I just have great manual dexterity. Oh, okay. oh there's, there's <laughs> another good Chinese name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we don't have those chopstick wrappers, right? Oh, really? Yeah, obviously. Like, right, yeah, right. yeah, we don't. Like, so I, I only learned, oh, there's ways you can learn only in America. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, as a European, I feel that most Americans haven't quite mastered the knife and fork. So, oh, you know, I feel they yeah. should come with wrappers here. Like, yeah. just hold them in different hands, people. You can do it. <laughs> oh, different hands. Okay. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. Like, if you have a chance to. <laughs> just get a wrapper. Just get, you know, cutlery and a wrapper and silverware. So it's silverware and a wrapper. I, w idea. I went into, um uh, when I was in Madison, I went to this yoga studio. Right. Anyway, I went into this uh, place where I did yoga in Madison, and I walk in, and there's a few of the instructors are chatting, and they're like, "Oh, great, you're here because we're having this discussion about how to what silverware to hold in what hands." And I'm like, "You can stand on your head for 15 minutes. You can put a fork to your mouth with your left hand. You know, it should not be complicated." But that's not how it's done, right? Now, yeah, Alexandra is severely disagreeing with me here. Instead, like more yoga, <laughs> more chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, here I don't we know. here we are on Meet the Parents. We have about seven Ooh. minutes left here on this podcast. Sixth day in the Mutant Podcast Network. That's where we tell people who are here. We have on the phone Rich, 
out of Seattle. We have Bernice uh, out of Seattle. Andy Clark, girlfriend Alexandra, don't know a last name. Maybe it's best to keep you anonymous. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Lalita D and Rolf Scar here talking about hating parents. Oh, that's UTD right. What is it? Not a show about, about cutlery. It's actually it's about, about cutlery. Yes. <laughs> rabbit holes. <laughs> okay, seven minutes. Yes, seven minutes. There you go. Uh, the <laughs> fact that more questions. Yeah, the fact that you mentioned about adequate. Um, that also etiquette. I always say the wrong. Is etiquette right? The word. Etiquette. Yeah, etiquette. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the Chinese banquet etiquette. Um, oh, which uh is pretty like to me is very very overwhelming. Um, and I I think that is the number one test for like a Chinese boy, not Chinese, like American boyfriend coming in. Um, well, I will give a, a quick of my experience growing up. It's like at any time at Chinese New Year, we will have this big round table and I have like 20, 30 dishes and they all look delicious. But <laughs> you don't have time to eat because every single like, 30 seconds, you're supposed to raise a glass and cheer to somebody <laughs> and you haven't cheered before and you have to wish them all the good things that you don't really mean. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Rich, wha- what's what's the Chinese banquet like to you? Um, was I'm glad we didn't have that much to drink because <laughs> it, we would have been pretty drunk by the end because every, every five minutes, yeah, the, the thing is spinning around like a lazy Susan table and you're trying to grab some food and then someone's like standing up and toasting to you and they're like, hi, Tao. And I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it was fun because you're, you know, accepting all this, you know, warmth and hospitality from everyone. But, uh, yeah, you don't get to eat as much as you'd like. Yeah, I know. It just it just keeps going around and around in a circle, and you're trying. You're like, I just want a shiitake mushroom. Stop cheersing me. Breakfast. Yeah, well, was it a question? I mean, I think you got better in the end. Like he kind of know how to grab a quick bite and then okay, and then just sometimes I would initiate uh, a toast when I'm like, okay, I just finished the bite, right? So nobody caught me in the middle of a bite. I'm going to do it, <laughs> and that will last another five minutes. So like I kind of spaced it. Where like if I felt okay, this this is a dish that I want to eat. Grab it now, and I'll, right after I will just do a toast. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then like it's a, one of the things my my uncles they all drink very like they drink so much um at a Chinese banquet before. They were all like the goal is like whoever goes down and throw up, and then <laughs> and you're the last one standing back then. Yeah, Wait, so the goal is to be the last one standing or the one to throw up first. Uh, uh the, the last one standing, oh, okay. and you want to get other people to throw up and then fall uh-huh. down. <laughs> okay, yeah, and then so all of them have at some point had some surgery on their liver, oh. is to that level. Um, but then now because the Chinese government um is so um strict about like drinking and drive. Uh, drunk oh. driving, like you could go to prison with just one drop of alcohol. Whoa, draconian law. <laughs> yeah. So then, like all these people, they are like my uncles. Like they're so scared. Um, they drive, so they don't drink alcohol at all, pretty much. Um, yeah. so like the, the the situation has they they use juice instead of toast. Are they still <laughs> trying to get people to throw up? From- 
Yes. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> if they're gonna do that, you got to do it with milk. You can't drink. You can't <laughs> yeah. drink a whole gallon of milk. Yeah, that's so if you just idea. keep taking shots of milk and you get to that point, you will barf. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your body can't take it. <laughs> uh, we have like three minutes yeah. left. Any horror stories that anybody has about meeting the parents? Any like just you really botched that one? It was a big bomb on I the. No, I came over as soon as she said the word bum. It was a post-it note. And I didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You know, when you have sex with somebody for the first time, it's like you're having an erection. (laughs) (laughs) So did you count that as your first time, or was it only like point five? It definitely didn't follow <laughs> through. I was in the bathroom with my friend. Like, oh, like, <laughs> 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 I jump out the window. Like right, and pants. they think you're yeah. both just a bunch of slut bags when really it was your first, just you're new at it. Oh, oh that's sweet. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> wait, so you so didn't meet the parents. I did. You did. I had to like wait for the moment where I could jump back into the bedroom and get my underwear. Oh. Like, they didn't see it all they just heard the heard the door open I wonder if they knew call them we met at church we met at church church. that's even better you were doing it in the bathroom at church not at church that's where we were range this whole situation hooking up at church nice (laughs) <laughs> Any other parental horror stories? The first time I met my ex-husband's parents, I was, I had no, well, I had no bra on, and I was wearing like a t-shirt, and I walked across, and they were like, like "Hi," and he's like, "This is my girlfriend." I was like, "Whoa!" And I didn't know that was a big deal because turns out they're robe people. So that year for Christmas, they oh. bought me a robe <laughs> because, like, I, I had been, I was at their house one night spending the night in a different room because they were very prudent about it. My boyfriend was. And I came downstairs for breakfast because they made waffles. And I was wearing just like a t-shirt with no bra and like boxer shorts, which I thought like I put boxer shorts on. And my family was like, that's <laughs> hey a girl, lot of clothes, yeah, right. right? That's a lot yeah. of clothes. And they were like, don't you want to put on a robe? And I was like, no, I'm cool. And they were like, are you sure you don't want to put on a robe? And I was like, oh. oh. And then for Christmas that year, they got me a robe. And I was like, <laughs> this is not an ironic this. gift. Oh. <laughs> I still have the robe, and this is like 25 years later. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Anyways, that was I was a meet the parents. <laughs> Good times. Uh, last last minute sign offs, everybody. Say say bye to bye, bye to Rich. Yeah, we'll say bye. Bye, Rich. Bye, bye y'all. Congratulations. I hope you have a wonderful wedding, and I'm super excited for you and Aww. and your future Aww. and yeah. Christmas so kiss butters Thank on the you. face. Don't give up on the jeans, Rich. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was rich. Bye-bye. Bye, Rich. Bye-bye. Thank All you right. so much. This is so fun. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Hi. We can do a quick sign out, too. Okay. Bye from Lalita D. I'm performing tonight at Mutiny Radio at 6. Uh, no, Ooh. 7 tonight and 6 o'clock tomorrow. Yes. Oscar saying goodbye to all his parents. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Andy Clark saying goodbye with Alex. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Bernice is saying goodbye. I want to meet your parent. <laughs> your boy Sifo here here to let you know that the fifth annual mutiny radio comedy festival is march 1st through 7th 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m to 10 p.m all week get your tickets now on eventbrite just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Prominent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Hey, you're listening to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Helping the city with gambling, so they're going to give his a portion of their money to donate to the city. Chicago saved the night they saved Chicago. No, wait, the night Chicago burned, right? Oh, God, the song's gotten terrible. Oh, that's even worse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How did I think the song The Night Chicago Died and be like, The Night Chicago Won? Terrible. <laughs> uh, no, it's like, My kind of town, Chicago is. My kind. And Chicago right. has plenty of praise songs. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Chicken in the Car. And then you got the band. Oh. Do you remember Victoria Jackson's Saturday Night Live? 
I'm a fan of Victoria Jackson. I understand her politics are not the greatest, and her views on uh, in, well, this on, was yeah. ago, so she didn't wasn't a mother yet. But I met her in. I didn't really meet her. I saw her and was right next really? to her in Chicago. She's one of my favorites from Saturday Night Live cast members. I thought she was really good. She's as weird as Annie Kaufman. I mean, she her her Johnny Carson said was she was standing on her head, and she you know it's just you know it's good stuff. But again, her politics are really kind of. She has these views on like, you know, if you're if uh, the parents of a child is gay are gay couple, you can't let your kids play with them, and it's like well, they're just fucking kids, you know. That has nothing to do with your politics. Mm-hmm. Or what have you? I have a fan page I, I created on Tumblr years ago, the uh, uh, for Victoria Jackson. An anti fan page. No, a pro fan, just the stuff I like. I mean, I think she's a great performer. She's funny. Mm-hmm. And she's weird. And weird in a good way, you know, like Andy Kaufman way. And mm-hmm. she outpaces a lot of the people on SNL for that fact. But, yeah, she went political, and it's just, you know, I'm just not, I just don't, I, I disagree with her on it. So, you know, respectfully disagree, but definitely disagree. Okay. You what saw her in Chicago. Is that Michael has gotten... Uh, the the winner of horse races for like uh, New York, Miami, L.A., and he's doing a little tour, and he's just like wow. down on the trifecta and hitting every time. What a weird! You're right. What a weird uh, superpower. And it's inexplicable. It's inexplicable. No, he looks at a newspaper and sees a list, and he, and then a name glows, and he says, totally "That one, the glowing name." <laughs> uh, okay, so after Schwarzenegger declared his count- candidacy, Coleman was like, "Fine, I'll vote for Schwarzenegger," and Coleman sort of withdrew. But it's too late; he was on the ballot, and he got eighth out of 135 candidates. Wow! Wasn't the story like some rich? Startup guy was the one who financed the campaign. I don't know. My my problem with with Gary Coleman is that he became the butt of a lot of jokes, and you know he went along with it. So Postal, the the video game, uh, he plays himself. Gary yeah, he Coleman plays himself. Uh, yeah. So in Postal oh. Two in two thousand three, plays himself. And he was, in 1997, he was in a video game called The Curse of Monkey Island. And he doesn't play himself. Right, which is a famous fun parts game. Uh-huh. He, uh, was he an American? Like, there was a, a David Zucker movie where Chris Farley's uh, brother played, like, a Michael Moore guy. And it was, like, a Christmas Carol, but American it was, like, an American Carol. Carol. Yeah, 2008, American Carol. I think Coleman was in that, too. Yep. He was. And then he was in Midgets versus Mascots in 2009. And sort of like what you're saying, he's getting all this heat. He was not a midget at all. He had um, a no. disorder uh, that prevented him from growing older. I mean, he's only 12 here, okay? But he, right. as a 12-year-old, he shouldn't look like an 8-year-old. But it was called um, punk-ass dysmorphia. Fucking punk ass dysmorphia. Yeah, and it, it it stunted his growth. 
Wait, was that the same thing, uh, Amelia? Uh, oh, forget it. I was going to talk about Webster Lewis, Emmanuel Lewis. Right. Can... Was that Jack in the Box, right? No, that was Rodney Allen Rippey. Oh, that was Rodney Allen Rippey, yeah. He was just a kid. I don't think he had the same disorder. Um, no, he did not have punk-ass dysmorphia, no. He was just a kid. Yeah. He was a normal... Hey, I have a... <laughs> yeah. He was normal. He was known for commercials, fast food commercials. I mean, he wasn't an actor, right? Uh, no, no. Uh, I don't really know the story of Rodney Allen Rippey, except that that was his 15 minutes. Like Clara Peller 15 minutes. Where's the beef? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Where's the Beef lady from the Wendy's commercials in the 80s. Who we saw? Now we go back to the Chicago Gangsters. We saw her. On the grave of Al Capone. What was it? Uh, yeah, this is, I, I'm not sure what their beef was, but somehow we put him out of business. Now he's receiving the bad well, The people upstairs are undercutting him. They've got their own carts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, guess what? We're finding out that the money that that they raised to help the city isn't going to the people. It's going to the banks. And the mayor's trying to explain that they're the bondholders and the Constitution says that they have to get paid first. And everyone's having none of it. They're calling them an asshole. Even... Maureen Stapleton will go, yeah, you know, you really are an asshole. Go ahead. Do you want to listen? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Give me a sec. And now Maureen's turn. Yeah. <laughs> and Norman. Oh, no. Norman's doing his Mr. Roper look. Right. I know. I half expected them to go, Love Boat will return after this. <laughs> so now he's like, we shouldn't have trusted them. And it's like a low moment in the play, in the movie screenplay. Um, so Paul was on, before he hit it on uh, different strokes, he was on the Jeffersons as the nephew. He was on Good Times as Penny's friend. Um Facts of Life. It was, well, he played Arnold on Facts of Life. They did a kind of a tie-in. Yeah, so he was on the show by that time. And it was after, of course. Oh, gosh. Do you remember the show Hello, Larry? McLean uh, Stevenson from MASH left MASH to do his own series, and he was like a morning DJ, divorce DJ, talk show DJ, talk show, radio show and I think the Drummonds came by and visited him. Like, he's buddies with uh, Mr. Drummond. Uh-huh. Now, that was what? which MASH star? He was the first... Uh, he was before Henry Potter. Uh, uh, Henry Morgan. Um, uh, before Sherman T. Potter. It was Henry. Henry... What was his name? It was McLean Stevenson, uh, the actor. No, Henry, yeah, maybe it was Henry. Wasn't Henry dating Hot Lips Houlihan? God. No, he wasn't. But... Frank Burns was, but on... Frank Burns. On Mutiny Radio uh, Loop, 
right on the the uh bumper right. it's got yeah. that yeah. this major fool of yours right it's henry's his name right right nice. oh funny so uh, also i mean yeah go ahead i was gonna i was just gonna say that uh david hasselhoff showed up as michael knight that uh oh uh wesley uh no who dudley it was dudley uh arnold's friend they went over on the set of Knight Rider and they got to meet the kid and my and David Hasselhoff. Uh huh. They met Kit. Like he's a real. Yeah. Let's do a selfie, Kit. Uh no, I'm I'm working right now and I'm trying to focus. Okay, so right no. now the um, Lester and Frank are like, "Screw the world, let's go get rich. We're gonna make our own horses." And then she's like, "You two have no integrity." And he goes, no integrity, you lied to the kid. And now she's admitting that they never had any intention to get married and adopt him. Right. So it's like a low moment in which he's been let down by his two parental figures. Huh. Yeah. Back to the lockers for me. He has a lot of parental uh, figures in the, at the train station. He's got the guy at the gym. He's yep. got Marine Stapleton. Yes. He's got the pizza dude. Pizza guy. Mark. He even has, uh, yeah. You got the shoe shine manager with his unlit cigar. Yeah, Ar Archie Bunker. Have you kept an unlit cigar in your mouth for more than five minutes? Oh, hang on. I got to read the comics. <laughs> oh, what's happening here is because his life has made a shit turn he's he can't pick he keeps going no no that's not it and then he picks him and he goes I think so I'm not sure but of course they all take him as his word as gospel he's, pick, he's never lost and they're all gonna lose right. and the world will turn against him well it's yeah poor guy I used to remember when they would list the, the, the sports listing and then they would have like a lone comic strip. Yes. In the there. Books. And you know, as yeah. a kid, you yeah. It would always be like not funny. Like as a kid, you'd be like, there's another comic in the paper? And you go to the sports listings and you'd be like, Confucius say, what the fuck is this shit? Or like, yeah. you know. I remember so many times you read the you would read the funnies on Sunday when it actually came on Sunday, not oh, Saturday. And, um, right. You would read it, and you, you wouldn't laugh. And then you say, okay, I'll read the next one. This won't be funny. And you'll read it, and it wasn't funny. Funky Winkerbean. I mean, just, you know. Right. Uh, what is that? Sarge? Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey, I respect. Uh, I like him. Uh, no, Beetle uh, Bailey can be very funny, but most of the time you'd be reading it, and that wasn't funny, and Dagwood wasn't funny, and Snoopy wasn't funny, and... <laughs> Right. The first one, it was like a holiday on Sunday. It would be like, oh, I better call my mom. <laughs> the great thing about Rose's Rose on this Mother's Day is that, oh, fuck. Yeah. BC. Sorry, I got to get back to this movie, but fuck DC. What was up with that? Fuck. It was the Wizard of Id. What? DC? It was the Wizard of Id. What's that called? DC Comics? D fuck DC, what'd you say? 
Obesity. Do you remember, like, oh. the, the like... Yeah, that wasn't funny. Handicap wasn't funny. I mean, they could be funny, but as a rule... Wait. All right, back to this... Well, handicap... Go ahead. No, handicap was, was funny enough to be uh, included on the packaging of handicap's potato uh, chips. That is a good point. Yeah. Okay, let's back to the movie. Of course they Chicago. were... I don't understand how he's putting the mob out of business. I don't get that little subplot. And it doesn't pay off. Yeah. The mob had like an office farm or something like that. God, so funny. Okay, so it's going to be Hero's lowest point. He's going to even start crying with Maureen Stapleton. So it's called The Dark Knight of the Soul, and he's going he's gonna to have a breakdown. But then he'll be educated, and he'll see a way. So now he's locked out of his trailer. He doesn't have his locker anymore. He's pretty much right now homeless. Right. The now, he was a, a railroad, model railroad guy. And he's yeah. a supporter of Amtrak. I don't know what that means. Well, Amtrak is a is a is always needs money, and the government never funds it, even though the government subsidizes it to prevent it from becoming a monopoly. There was one point where trains ruled the world, and one bought out one, and the bigger one bought out ate the smaller one until it was basically one company, and the government said, "Oh no, we can't have this." Right. Uh, and I think it was going under anyway, and they said, well, we'll subsidize it. And they never do a real good job on it. So I could see him, Arnold, saying, you know, we need more funds for Amtrak. So he was a supporter, like an advocate for. Yeah, like to make sure that they get financed or whatever. Here we go. Here's the speech. O-R-T. Oh, sorry, wrong say the Some people are good. And everybody has some goodness in it somewhere. Except for Hitler. Why? <laughs> that dude was all bad. Yeah, totally. Okay, let me take another example. <laughs> Like, you know, if it wasn't for Hitler, we wouldn't have the Volkswagen? Do you already know that? Yes, Carl, here we go again. The people's car. I, I, I'm, aware of your, I'm aware of your Hitler speech. It was a good thing he did, because nobody's all bad. <laughs> uh, I can't hear you, Carl. I'm looking for a tunnel. No, Hitler. Today's guest is Shelby Wilson. She's a hilarious comedian lady working here in San Francisco. She's on her way from a work meeting. Hang in there and enjoy the free ride. We'll be back after the tune.
taking it to the streets here in the mission. was taking it to the streets by the Bruisers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see. What other music can we play here? Give me a call if you like. It's 5415 5500511. 
Stopping by, hilarious comedian I performed with last night. I will see you later, Shelby Wilson. She's stopping by the studio around 4.45, 5 o'clock. I'm going to have a chat with a hilarious comedian. I'm listening to a, a lot of hilarious comedians, including Gary Shadine. This woman, Gabby, was hilarious, all hosted by Pat and Bella. Let's see, what do we have up next? Have you guys heard Rubble Bucket? Ugh, my new favorite group. You know, if you see my enemies, tell them I want to fight them.
currently you're listening to Will Brown on the podcast radio show here at Mutiny Radio. We're going to be talking to a hilarious lady, Miss Shelby Wilson. Pam Benjamin is in the studio preparing for an open mic night for those comedians that want to come on down at 6 p.m. Practice your jokes. Get ready for the hot, hot Valentine's Day weekend. She's got snacks and treats like she usually does. You know, I went shopping earlier today. Picked up some uh, Doritos from my before she gets here. I brought some IPA, some real beer, and then I bought a white cloth. Person, I'll include you. Give me a call at the Muni Radio line here at 415-5500-511. It's like, you know, San Francisco, 415. Two fives, two zeros, another five, two ones. I don't know if I can spell it out any simpler. So, all right, while we're waiting for this dance song to break, um... You know, Pam, Shelby, I, Gary, Gabby, all these hilarious comedians were at Asiento Restaurant last night telling our jokes. Some of us did better than others. Uh, and, you know, I got some material here I'm ready to work out on, the viewing airwaves, or the listening airwaves. I don't know. I'm a new DJ. This is new for me. So anyhow, uh, I was talking about, you know, being... America's favorite Appalachian gay dad comedian, similar to Jack, Jeff Foxworthy, similar to Larry the Cable Guy. That joke got very little applause and laughs. I'm ready to strike it from the record. Forget I ever said it. All right. Let's see. Just got an Instagram message from Michelle Bewell. She's coming. She's on her way. She got done with her work meeting. You know, it's Thursday, and I don't know about you all, but I got the day off tomorrow for Lunar New Year. I get the weekend off. I know a lot of people got to work the weekend, and, you know, God bless you. I appreciate you. I'm super excited. I'm here with my Voodoo Ranger IPA.
we're going to be having an open mic down here at Mystery Lounge Florida and Alabama. Thursday, February 11. Headed into the Lunar New Year tomorrow. Is there going to be a party in Chinatown or what? I need to find out. I need to know. Is there going to be some firecrackers?
to funny people, including Will Brown. Uh, a hilarious comedian is on her way to the studio now, Ms. Shelby Wilson. In the meantime, let's kick it back.
Oh my goodness, that was What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. I do believe there are some doobies in this area. I believe it's past 420 as well, so, you know, if you got them, smoke them. Shelby Wilson is here, hilarious comedian. Uh, we performed last night at uh, Asiento Restaurant here in the Mission, just a block down from Muni Radio Studios. She's in the building. She's got a big ass, it looks like a beaker full of wine. I mean, at least, oh, I get it. It's a, one of those Bowdens. See, I was like, are you a scientist? Did I not know? Did I miss something? The lady of science. She believes in science. Yes, your body, your choice, right? Let's not forget that. All right, yeah. Girl, um, relax, take a breath, have your have a sip of your wine out of your big ass beaker. Okay. What is that about? She'll figure it out. She's been drinking for a while now. All right, let me make sure you're on that mic. Um, Shelby. Yes, I can hear you on okay. these headphones. We're good. We're yeah, you can put them on. Got a little background music, but um, Shelby, how was how was your uh, work day? Let's just start there. I what? can't wait till I get to quit my day job for comedy. <laughs> I think I have about ten to twenty more years that can. Okay, ten to twenty years. That's reasonable. You're young. <laughs> you're young, and you know that's why I want to have you on my podcast. I see your star quality. I just I'm grooming you for later on. <laughs> you know when you get on to like Howard Stern, when you get on to Jimmy Fallon, you're gonna be ready. You're like, I've been doing oh interviews for years now. Oh, is it the waffy, the coffee in the cup, or is it just blushing <laughs> right now? Is it allergies? Is it my flower? <laughs> You know, Thank I try to know. butter up my guests before I hit them with the hard questions. Hit me. But thank you so much. You are always so supportive whenever <sighs> I wanted to do my show. I just oh posted on Instagram. I'm so happy you're doing well. Oh, my God. It's so fun. I was trying to find your first episode so that I could listen to it. Well, you know, if you have the Muni Radio app, which I don't know if you what? have, there's a Muni Radio app. That's what? high tech, girl. We're like in the 2020s. Oh, welcome to the Bay Area. Pam oh Benjamin God. knows what's up. She's hooked. She's plugged us all in. Uh-oh, am I going to expose myself right now? Um, in what way? Is there a song that you can expose yourself as an asshole? You expose asshole. yourself as an asshole. I mean, I mean I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. You know, everybody's got their thing. Okay, good question. You can let me know. I have, you know, I'm an iPhone. I'm a... No. Okay, well, you know, you can look it up online. Yes. I'll send you a link, girl. I'll send you a link. Also, okay, while we're talking about last night, that we're going to do the connection the technology work later yes oh my god thank we're going to airdrop so it oh wait you don't have an iphone stop it <laughs> can't airdrop it all right we're going to work on your phone choices later i'll just sketch out each okay <laughs> i have to it can do. be like that aha video <laughs> or i'll just record the video on my phone with my phone okay so just video right i'll play i'll push play <laughs> and you record just have to get the timing right then perfect i like low tech solutions Sometimes they're the best solutions. <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> okay, well, continuing with the lowball questions, I had asked you this before, but what's okay? What's your favorite snack? And it could be anything you shove in your mouth. Could be a boy. <laughs> could be a food. Oh, that's a good question. 
that really matters. That explains it. I just need some pasta. I just need like a random piece of pasta. I should keep it in my bowl of rice sometimes. Um, if I have like quick. Uh huh. Pasta. Just, just pasta. Yeah. Right on. I know it's a weak snack. It doesn't even like. I mean, I don't think that's like a meal. For me, that's like a meal. That's like a relationship. <laughs> that you got to get started with the pasta. And the cake. But okay, well, you know, previously you had said that Doritos were your favorite snack, that's so it. I brought you some, girl. Uh, yes, no, that's You're like. Those are not my top specialty, but I get Doritos because I've done something right. You have done something right. Yay. You're entertaining <laughs> and hilarious, and you killed it at Asiento last night, unlike me. Thank Ugh. you. Oh, Stop. I, I don't mm. think I've seen the full run of your last meal with Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> oh, okay. so good. I was <laughs> Thank dying. You. Oh. Girl, you got options. We got I Cool know. Ranch. <laughs> we got, and then for myself, since we're doing basic, you know, school schoolboy snacks, <laughs> I got myself snacks. some crunchy Cheetos, but you get the Doritos <laughs> option over there. I'm actually, I cannot get more basic. I don't even like Cheetos. I'm a classic now. That's good, you know. <laughs> it's available in ev virtually every corner store, so you don't have to worry about it. Do I even have to go there? No. Thank you so much. Always close at hand. You know, me down. thank you for coming <laughs> straight from work. I know how it is when I'm rushing around. I rushed over here, you know, right after my jobby job, and I was just like, ugh. If I didn't have food, I'm not a happy person. That was me. The booze. <laughs> okay, I got beers too. Woo! If you want to switch off from the wine later, oh, absolutely. Let me know. I know mixing drinks. I hear that's I've gotten that that's a good thing to do. I know it definitely won't make me feel like a headache or anything <laughs> like that. You'll feel great, but even better. Even better. When do you usually stop your job? I'm usually done around four, like oh. three thirty, four. It's like I'm just on Zoom all damn day, mm -hmm. and to just look at another person in three dimensions is so. Um, and they hired me for this job, uh -huh. and I saw one of my friends for the first time <gasps> in real life today. today. Wow. And it was fun because like most of my friends that I hang out with were just like sitting across the office from me, and I had never seen them <laughs> from the back before. What? <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> um, nice to meet you too, Ethan. Um, but it was it was so strange, and I was like suddenly feeling so much better then. <gasps> when I'm wondering though, like who will be hired in quarantine? also leave during yeah. quarantine. Like, I will never know them as a real person. I'll only know them as a Right? So wait, happen. how long have you been at this jobby job? Two years. Okay. Yeah, almost exactly a year. So clean. Started in January. Awesome. Well, like my internship was in January. Yeah, I like that. So two years. And that's two years I've been in the Bay Area. Like, wow. I'm here from New York. Mm -hmm. Okay, from New York. Mm -hmm. New York. New York. Okay, but wait, I thought you were OC girl. I'm OC. Okay, so it's you're all over the place. Where did you so start? Where did you start as a young Shelby? Young Shelby started in Okay. Once mentioned on the show The OC, once in passing one. with my friend Jenny. <gasps> one the yes. armpit of the OC. Exactly. Almost. Okay. We're like, <laughs> like, I would never say that. Like, probably like the ring finger, right? Like, the not actually useful in any way, but still present. Like, an important, not an important like limb of sorts, but not the important. Okay. Um, but it's lovely. It's lovely, right? In here. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. It's suburban. It's just quiet. 
So started there, desperately wanted to get out after high school, always knew I wanted to do fashion, so I went to school. Um, so I moved to New York. That was the Right. Found a school. Um, wasn't ready to give up the suburban lifestyle. Like I definitely loved my community and wanted to have a lot of fun. Right so on. yeah, I came to New York in I've actually talked about this quarantine. I've never wanted to go back to New York. But to New York? Mm -hmm. Okay. Worst time to be in New York, I probably. I know. I know. Actually, though, when their restaurants were shut down for four hours, I was like. <laughs> I would have gone through that first wave to get those restaurants. No, the first early. wave was the worst. I know, from not to what make I light hear. of it. It was terrible. Especially now too that they're quarantining in the snow. Mm. Like it's actually so much worse because at least if you live in an apartment there's like a place to sleep people. Now right. they just go out into snug into icy snow all the way down. I'm not going back. I moved here from Baltimore like a long time ago. And Baltimore like they hit you with that burning hot humid ass summer. <laughs> It's nice for a couple months, and then that freezing ass winter. After a couple, uh, one summer, the summer before I moved to San Francisco, it was a hundred degrees <laughs> and humid too, for a week straight. And I was living in a third floor of a, th a third floor of a third of a three story brick building with no air conditioning. It was literally a hundred and twenty five degrees in my bedroom. And I knew I was moving to San Francisco, like, in two months, but I had to go out and buy, like, a window unit AC. I was like, this is not... You cracked. You did. I you couldn't. You had your dad at once. And whoever moved into my apartment got to keep that free air conditioner. You're welcome. I can't believe you did that. I'm actually proud of you for the times that when I was in New York, they gave me that really? AC. Oh, my and God. And every summer, I toughed it out because I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'll buy a unit. And then mm. I'll give them, like, you know what, by the time I leave online and get my friends yeah it's gonna be it's gonna cool off in like two months but i just kept lying yeah. to myself that way yeah. never bought an ac unit in my life yeah absolutely did that's Ugh, so it's the worst and you know but the thing is i hate the summer when it's really you're near a hot place in the summer it's 100 degrees outside then you go inside and they've got it on 60 yeah and you're like okay i can't win it's the worst i've never been sicker because when the temperature changes <sighs> like that i go down i it's go down when the I know, and th and then now we're in the Bay Area. We're such wusses here. It's like it's 80 degrees, and people are like, "Oh my God, this <laughs> heat!" And then it's like 45 degrees, and it's rainy, and we're like, "Man, this sucks." Yeah, I know, but honestly, I love being in the Bay Area. It is. I love being in the Bay Area. Because you get so much like down south. It doesn't really get that cold right away. We don't get that cold like in California, and then up here you get like the cold seasons, which is nice. Yeah. Which I'll take it. Yeah. I will. Um. Yeah, real seasons suck, and I completely understand why people don't like them. Yeah, and just I don't like it when it's foggy and windy and cold on Fourth of July. <laughs> That's my <laughs> only complaint in San Francisco, and it's just like you think it's going to be different. I know. That's what I'm actually. So I live in Oakland now, and as much as I love the sunset and the river, I'm like, I don't want to be in the middle of the city. Yeah, I'll go wither. It is better weather in San Francisco. Drizzly ass weather. Okay, well, so this, you know, I want, I wanted to dive into your stand-up material that I heard you because okay. when I first heard you at Uni Radio here, it was probably a joke workshop 
on a Monday. Uh, and you were talking a lot about fashion, so that makes sense now that I'm in my book in fashion. But you know, you 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 really made me believe that like fashion matters, like because I'm one of those people like I don't give a shit. Like some clothes are, I'm like that's cool, I like the way that that looks, but I don't really worry about it. I don't, and I mean that's you know most gays are all up in the fashion. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. I'm like it you looks good on well, you. You do very well, thank you. Thank you. Do you do you need help? You're not a you're a nine year old. Does any jacket? Does any? Cam, we gotta educate <laughs> Shelby, okay? <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. We're we're educating. You're young. You gotta. Yeah, you don't know all this me. history of fashion. Okay, so members only was like early '80s. People would wear members only jacket and parachute pants. You know about parachute yeah. pants, okay? Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like that era. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like not really hip hop, but it was. Sounds like it. I mean, it was cool. Kangol, Kangol caps. Was it more like aligned with that like constant working out aesthetic? Like, I mean, it like does. Like pre-athleisure. I mean, it's got very clean lines. Yeah. You know, it's very like simple, simple. Maybe you're looking for like neon colors with like black and white and gray. You uh -huh. know, neon I'm not but a fashion minimal. person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so you really made me realize like fashion matters to people, yeah. and. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate a different. That's what you give Thank a fresh you. perspective. Thank you. Yeah, you know what's actually really funny is when I was starting, um, someone told me they were like, "You can't dress well as a woman again." <gasps> really? Yeah. Someone Who said told that you to that? Me. Why? Because they won't take you seriously. What was their reason? What was yeah, their rationale? Yeah, it's kind of like this thing that it's like you have to. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't quite understand it, and I think that's why I didn't ever take it seriously. Uh -huh. But it was like somebody was like, "You can't." Dress well, because I think you know it definitely like gives off an air of like privilege for sure. Okay. And just like kind of this more like preppy, less relatable uh -huh. vibe. Yeah. Right. Like I'm detached from the masses, I guess, because my privilege or whatever <gasps> it is. I mean, like, you know, you're a cut above. <laughs> but it's and anyways, I didn't take it seriously because I was just kind of like, if anything, then it would differentiate me. Sure, you want to stand out in some way. And also, I just don't want to overthink it, right? Like yeah. At the end of the day, just like, I just... Be you, it <laughs> it's right? like puzzle pieces. I'm just like, cool, this fits together, and now I'm going to walk, like, leave the house and never think about it ever again. Mm -hmm. um, no, I definitely went through that whole phase, though, when I was a kid, where I was, like, very fidgety about my clothes, because I always wanted to, like, have mm -hmm. it look right. I think I have a yeah, joke about that, about being presentable in Orange County at all times. Right. Um, but there was a real thing, and I just remember it was obsessive. It was so obsessed with what I was wearing, and now mm -hmm. I just can't do it. It's like, no. I'm putting on a top, I'm putting on pants, and leaving else you're more relaxed now so much more relaxed and it's just like you know thankfully i work in fashion i get you know get clothes from the company that freebies I work for. oh my god that's what i'm i had i was dating this guy that worked at a retail like rollo i don't know if you've seen it it's for the gays mostly <laughs> the, the upper crust gays and i got tons <laughs> of free stuff he's like we got samples and i'm like anything at minus eyes exactly yeah we good Always looking for free stuff. That's like the one thing that was like What's up? We good? Having that part of my life on autopilot. Yeah, you don't have really to go nice. shopping. Ever. I never go shopping. 
That's what I envisioned when you said you wanted me to cause like double worth product. Did you have a bitchy boss? That's what I imagined too. Yeah, I did. He was hysterical, but very bitchy. Yeah, it was Hello, hello, yeah, oh, perfect, yeah. thank oh, you. That's cool, yeah. And oh, I got to see Ali Wong perform. Oh, no, it's... I, I think that she had just, yeah. she had just graduated. She was just yeah, getting started. Yeah, it's not... This was it's not cocaine. Ago, obviously. <laughs> um, and I was just like, I like... Com- I listened to comedy, but I didn't think I could ever do it. I was like, it took me, girl, ten years <laughs> before I stood up in front of a microphone. D-L underscore ago. Walgreens. Um, but that's e- amazing. Oh, E-L. You're doing so like a, well. like a Spanish so L. Um, wow, that's uh, Walgreens. So okay. I love okay. her. She's so great. She is. I like. It's, it's bad actually. And I think we had talked about before outside the radio uh, station. But oh it's yeah, yeah. Now that I'm trying to like oh, come up with my own cool. stories and Check. my own you know, voice, whatever it is, and it's so hard for me now to okay. watch comedy, you, uh, even like like Ali Wong. I'm so worried that she's going to like. Tones like never just like influence whatever I'm doing uh-huh. because in the back of my head, like an Ali Wong joke will just like pop. Yeah. Like it just first out stick with me. Yeah, and, and, and I heard that, so it's clear. So hey, yeah. there we go. Mic check. All right. Let's hope it's still really well. works. I mean, because she was really good even back then. Yeah. She was so funny because it was like a it was like a when you finish the class or whatever, then you do a little okay. dance, right? And then they I don't know if they I mean, that's why I'm not sure if she was in the class and she was just like the best in class. She was the closer. And she had this hilarious joke where she was like, and it was it was billed as like an Asian comedy. So I'm with this friend of mine that's Korean. You know, she's like a, she's a bi girl and I'm a gay guy. And I'm like, girl, they're Asian comedy. And she was in the comedy too, so we went. And then um, they had all these like mediocre, you know, like they did okay. And then she gets up there and she's just like, she all right. says hello in all these different Asian languages, like Chinese, <laughs> Japanese, Korean. I think okay. she's half. Uh, I forget. She has a joke about it. She's half yeah. fancy well, Asian, uh, her half jungle Asian. Right? So funny. Risk of death. But so even back then, she was saying like she said hello in all the languages. And, sh- and then she's like, um, a 
okay, oh. white people, repeat, all the white guys out there, repeat after me. She had people like repeat, like, oh, hello, how you say hello. And I'm like, okay, white guys, repeat after me. It's not a fetish. <laughs> and I was just like, rude. Rude. Uh, I guess I could see that. And he just breaks. He has this joke. It's like the same right, thing, the same punchline.